fucking Canadians. Hello and welcome. <laughs> fucking Canadians, dude. That should be it. That should be the title. Fucking Canadians. Nope. I'm not going to put a swear word <laughs> in the title. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode number 48 of Casual Master Quest. I'm your host for the episode, Nick, and I'm joined by my lovely, beautiful, uh, bassy co-host. I was trying to think of a much better word, but I just couldn't think of it. Yo, fuck Canadians. I'm just saying that's that right fair. here. That's we fair. We're sorry lost... about that. Is there anything we can do to help you feel better? No. Uh, honestly, it's not even the Canadians. I think it's the people that represent the Canadians. Uh, in this case, it's you, Nick. Nick, fuck you. That's we fair. have we have good movies, okay? I never you're hurt. You... Like fuck it. I never said that. I just said I don't like most live action musicals. The Great Gatsby, The Sound of Music. Uh, wow, you're really think... showing your age here, Tyler. <laughs> hey, those were before my time. I'm trying to think of uh oh, of Roadhouse. Yeah, Roadhouse. Okay, see, but you have to understand also, like, we grew up in two different cultures. My parents hadn't seen most of these even. even. Like, I didn't see Fight Club until, like, 2011. I mean, that that's fair. I'm pretty sure I watched that around the same time, too. When did yeah. When did that it's movie much, come out? I think it's like 2000, 2001, or 1990-something. Oh, it's an old no. movie. It's an okay movie. I'm pretty sure it's based off a uh, book, too. So yeah. uh, it's based off a novel, and then it became a cult classic despite not performing quite well. Mm, mm. Oh, Nick, thank you, Nick. Uh, Nick from in the chat, he's got my back. The producers. Mm, I've not even heard of that one. How about? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah, it has my favorite actor. I always forget the name of. It breaks my heart. <laughs> oh, but it's your favorite actor. It is legit my favorite actor. The only time I can, uh, re- like, the only way I can, like, try to uh, remember his name is by uh, looking up the movie Godzilla from 2000, which has uh, my favorite actor. Oh, shoot. Uh, <laughs> production. Uh, no, this is not going to help me. Uh, okay, anyways. Wait, are I'm we talking gonna... about the Godzilla where he's running around the streets and it's like the really bad, like good CGI for the time of helicopters, like launching rockets at him? And like he's it, it, looked, city. it looked amazing at the time, but it did not do all that well. Um, Matthew trying... Broderick. Broderick. Thank you, Nick. Matthew Broderick. Um, oh, this Godzilla. Okay, listen, listen. This Godzilla yeah. movie, I had it on VHS and it was one of my favorite movies of all fucking time. Thank you. Thank I you. I love this movie so much. Uh, I got I got a lot of actors I really enjoy, but my three favorite actors is Matthew Broderick. Broderick. Nick uh, in the chat, again, nailed it with the second one, Nathan Lane, which you might know as the voice for Timon in Lion King. I believe it's probably the most notable one. Uh, right. For me, it is him and his performance with Robin Williams over in The Birdcage, which is my third favorite actor. I mean, everybody loves Robin Williams, you know, for the most part. I like the right. thing. He's, he's he's fucking Robin Williams. But yeah, Matthew Broderick, Nathan Lane. I would say Tim Allen, but he's he's he, trying to think of any good movies. Uh, maybe for richer or poor, he was pretty good in uh, Jungle the Jungle, I guess. Uh, I, I like to say Jim Carrey, but I grew up watching a lot of Jim Carrey movies. So Ace Ventura, Liar, Liar. Liar, okay. Liar is one of my all-time favorite fucking like comedy movies. 
Oh man, I it stinks because I wanted to do the. Uh, oh my gosh, I, I'm actually failing my U.S. history. What is the name of the landmark where it has the four president heads on what, the Mount Rushmore? Mount Rushmore. That would be my four for Mount Rushmore. But all of a sudden, I see like Arnold Schwarzenegger looking at it, going, ah, "What did I do to not get on that one?" And it's like, oh crap. Okay, uh, Nick is defending Tim Allen like a motherfucker with the uh, the Santa Claus, and then uh, his position in Toy Story is Woody, I believe. No, not Woody. That's Tom Hanks. What is he saying? Toy Stories. I have no idea. No, uh, Woody is Tom Hanks. Buzz Light. Oh, Buzz, Buzz Lightyear. Lightyear. He's Buzz Lightyear. Jesus Christ! I was yeah. like, I, I was thinking that was Goodman for some reason. Ah, shit! This Goodman. I got to name all my favorite actors. You know, it's so many, sad because so many wonderful actors. Every year, I think John Goodman died. Like, and I, I would get so upset, but then I realized he's still alive. Every fucking year, it's like, oh, thank goodness he lived. Who's but, like John Goodman? That voices uh, the name's familiar. Who does he play in a movie uh, that I know? Fred Flintstone, the original one. Uh, he's oh also, right, right. He's also the voice of the guy that, uh, in uh, the Emperor's New Groove. Oh, he's, uh, also, goes with he's the also the voice of... Um, Wait, no. Um, Not the guy that goes... Yeah, okay. Uh, Roseanne? The voice of Sully in uh, Monsters, Inc. Exactly, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, well, that's that's movies, Tyler. Like, we, we are a fan of movies. Um, Robert Downey Jr. would be one of my favorite current actors. Uh, not yes. just because of uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but because of Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. It's honestly a fucking masterpiece. You know, there was the discussion I saw where uh, they asked, uh, what would it be like if uh, the character that played Iron Man in the movie was black? And it was like, who could we get to play, you know, that? And then somebody just showed a picture of Robert Downey Jr. as the black guy from <laughs> Tropic Thunder. From, from fucking Tropic Thunder. It's like, <laughs> I mean, it works. I, it works. I, <laughs> I know. Oof. I know. Yes, he was uh, Sully in Monsters Inc. Was it Nathan Lane also that was uh oh shit, the, the little green guy with Sully in Monsters Inc. Uh oh Mike. Mike Wazowski. I think Mike so. Wazowski, who's who did, Mike is he's a little one eyed yeah, green yeah, yeah, guy yeah. in Monsters Inc. I'm pretty sure that's Nathan Lane. Uh no it is not. Oh? No, it is not. Uh that voice is Billy Crystal. Oh shit, Billy Crystal. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that geez. makes sense. Yeah, I can see that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit. Okay, so uh, is this a yeah, video so game podcast? I'm not, yeah, I'm this is a video sure. game podcast. Tyler, how's your week been? Uh, it's been, I'd like to say it went out with a bang, so to speak. <laughs> uh, and I, and I, I know what this bang is. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, throughout the week, I do have a D&D campaign tonight that I'm playing in, but more importantly, tomorrow or whoever's listening to this in the podcast yesterday, I will be DMing a D&D campaign for people. And that is so weird. Nick, you're in this. I'm in this. You are a bard. I'm a half-elf bard. You are a half-elf bard who uh, wants to personify Loki. From and... the Marvel Cinematic Universe, yes. Oh, specifically from the Marvel Cinematic. Yes. Or Cinematic. Yeah, it's yes. a cinematic. Uh, Marvel American Movie Universe, yes. Uh, I, just, <laughs> I mean, technically it's worldwide, but you know, who am I kidding? Sorry. The reason why I mean, I'm sorry, a lot, a lot of the movies are shot in Vancouver, but that's okay. Go on, Tyler. <laughs> oh, shit. 
Uh, the reason why we're, we went on that little movie rant there is because uh, before the show, Nick was talking about how uh, I believe the paraphrase phrase was uh, Bollywood movies uh, made a lot better musical movies than America. And and uh, the only other argument I'll make for that point is purely because all of our movies are musicals. So, like, there's bound to be a lot better quality. Ah, man. I, I just wish we had a company that was just known worldwide for making nothing but musical-based movies. I just can't. I feel like I could find it if I just look on Disney. Disney. live action Disney. specifically. Oh, well, I'm sorry, motherfucker. Guess what we got coming out? Lion King, baby. Live action. I mean. I mean, CG, but details. <laughs> like, I'm still going to. It's a real gonna, line that we taught the same. Okay, listen. America. I will never, I will never argue against the validity of disney's movies i mean I, like, i'll argue some of them uh, especially the sequels i will never argue the validity of most of disney's movies when it okay comes mulan to 2, i'm sorry i'm just it, it broke my heart i don't li- I, like i've never seen the sequels that are direct to dvd i'm never gonna watch them um direct the dvd oh my gosh you're showing your fucking age to direct the vhs <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah no anyways tyler the D campaign yes okay yeah uh, we got, uh, I, I was aiming for three, maybe four people to play this, but, uh, oh, I we told have a lot one, of people now. Yeah. We got six fucking people, Nick. I don't even, I was like, I'm supposed to do a two and a half miniature one shot thing to see if people are interested. And it's like, okay, four people. I got this amount of experience stuff for each fight. This should go smoothly and easy. And I was like, okay, I got Nick. I got Brandon. Uh, I need at least a third to make this reasonable. So I'll ask, I'll ask David. And it's like, I asked David and David's like, I talk with David. Uh, we have lunch. Todd's sitting there. Todd's like, oh, I'm joining. I'm like, okay, yes. And so I was like, okay, so we we got four people. That's perfect. And he's like, hey, can we, can I invite a friend? I'm like, maybe. Sh- sure. Yes. Okay. Five people. Uh, yeah, I just got to bump up the difficulty a little bit. And then the, the, the fifth guy's like, hey, can I bring my girlfriend? I'm like, ah, <laughs> like I have to lock down. girlfriend or wife? Uh, I believe he's, Todd said girlfriend. Okay. I wouldn't. I mean, if it's a wife, I'm sorry, Justin, if you're out there, Justin Shelby. Uh, but like, it's it freaking it's freaking me the fuck out, Nick. Uh, like, six is a full party size, but we're talking about you're ready to get down and you know, into the dirty for a five six hour campaign, because it's gonna take a lot of time with the turns. Right. And my big my big worry with having six people is somebody who wants to shine a little bit with role play aka a certain bard is not going to get that chance because everybody wants to say something and there's going to be six people fighting for you know one thing well i mean i did say my inspiration is loki from the mcu but um that doesn't necessarily mean that i have to be manipulating my entire way through sometimes the best manipulation is to not say anything at all oh boy <laughs> <laughs> The shame your greatest manipulation wasn't about Bollywood films. You know, I I, I talked all that smack and I fucking hate Bollywood movies. Like, I can't stand them. I've seen like 20 minutes of two different movies at one point. And it was interesting because I wanted to watch the special effects that happened. And if there's one thing I got to give credit for, if there's something amazing happening, there's special effects... Are pretty on the nose like like yeah wow, when you've seen that? a man kill like an entire like army with a banana you, you're pretty much set for anything um 
And if it also helps, we could probably throw on one whenever uh, whenever you visit, and I'll be watching along with subtitles too. So cool, fantastic! That'll be <laughs> something to look forward to. And uh, it's been uh, slightly busy for me this week. Just uh, I had to do the roughest route for my driving uh, these past two days, but I got through it. However, something interesting happened for me, Nick. Something rough, something tough, like a Tonka truck. Like a little, like um, it feel a little gamey. Oh dear. Uh, sorry. Uh, so That's the only one of those jokes I'm ever gonna throw in. It's okay. So last night I may have touched the deer. Uh, I, I myself did not. Uh, my truck did for sure with uh, right. its uh, fairly large deer guard, and it freaked me the fuck up, Nick. Uh, it was facing away from me, parallel with the road, and so I saw it, and I got into the center of the road because it was pretty close in the shoulder, right. and it, it turned around and looked at me, and I turned my high beams off because deers like to freak out when they see high beams. They right. freeze, and then they'll jump last second. Apparently, this, this fucker did not care because it decided to jump anyways, and then rather than running into the woods that was right next to it, it wanted to fool me by trying to outrun the truck and go across the street. <laughs> This happens okay. a lot with deer, Nick. Uh, I'm not sure how often you have to deal with deer, but uh, if if a deer is not like facing you directly, well, sometimes even when it faces you directly, so some reason there's certain positions that if a deer is in, they try to freak out predators by running to the, the left for some reason across the road. I have no idea why they want to cross the road when right. they could easily stand still or go the other way for safety, but deer just fucking love throwing themselves in front of this truck and so i was terrified because every time i damaged the truck you know whether or not it's my fault i still gotta do a drug test however the blessed be this deer did not do any damage to my truck whatsoever but there were a couple of caveats right that, uh i i i expressed very uh unhappily uh in the discord uh, so a couple of things. I never hit a deer so hard that it exploded to where there was guts and viscera shot in the air. But this fucking happened. That freaked me the fuck out. I, I like I'm very squeamish when it comes to blood and stuff. Like I'm the guy that had extreme difficulty dissecting the cat in the science class when that happened in uh, senior year. And uh Wait, wait, wait. You guys fucking dissected a cat? Yes. All right. Okay. Have you have you have you never heard of that no. or? I, I we we did frogs, but like I didn't even I didn't even do it myself. You had to take biology to do it. I didn't take biology in my senior years. Hmm. Uh, I do believe it was biology in senior year. Yeah, and uh, yeah, they took embalmed cats from. Uh, I don't know where they get them specifically, but uh, you could tell it was. It, they did it for like two weeks, and you could tell because the embalming fluid it smells horrible. First off. And that shit will wave through the entire science wing of the high school. So right. this moment you smell that, regardless of whether or not you're going to biology, it's like, oh, I know what's happening over there. But yeah, we uh, we had to dissect cats to uh, study muscles and bones and stuff. And uh, interesting, it wasn't that bad until we had to open the gut to mm -hmm. look at its innards. Uh, apparently embalming fluid doesn't quite reach all the way in there and so right. having rotting cat guts come at you nope I'm good <laughs> was, nope, nope. Uh, there was a lot of tears that day actually like there was one girl that found a microchip in the back of its neck it's like oh this one wasn't wild there was somebody's pet and I'm cutting it open and it was just all sorts of tears and stuff right like, right anyways 
Yeah, I murdered the shit out of a deer. There's so much blood that it hit the top of my windshield. Like we're talking eight, ten feet up into the air. This like murder happened. It was vicious. Right. And you know, when I got out of my truck to see how much damage happened or if damage happened at all, I didn't expect this because I didn't see the blood at first, Nick. But uh it was it was fucking everywhere. It, it freaked me the fuck out, the, the sight of so much blood. And what made it worse was apparently this deer had a nice dinner like a couple hours previous because it shit its pants that it no longer had all over my fucking radiator, which meant if I wanted to turn on the air to my truck, it was going to smell like blood and deer shit. That's if I fucking that. tied. It, it, was, it was the worst two hours of that night yesterday. It was not as the uh, as the kids uh, these days say that sounds very sick and lit tyler cool fantastic uh actually i was kind of scared for a second because uh there's a radar in the front of my truck that helps uh, me and i need it to uh have cruise control on well i had a time where a deer hit that before a different time and it broke that so i couldn't have cruise control for about a month right and so it hit and that triggered and i'm like oh shit you know it did damage. It means I'll have to do the drug test. Turns out the radar was just covered, Nick. Oh, it was just covered completely in deer blood and shit, like literally deer shit all over. And so I had to take a paper towel and windshield wipe this shit down so I could have cruise control. That was my week. How was yours? Um, I I I want to say maybe just a little bit marginally better. No, it, it doesn't matter if it's worse or better. I'm just saying it was an interesting event. Nothing truly bad came out of it except for the deer. Also, fuck deer. I said fuck Canadians in the beginning. I was being comedic at best because I do love a lot of Canadians. Harlan Williams, uh, not Justin Bieber so much. But Nathan deer. Fillion. Nathan Fillion. Firefly. Castle. The Rookie. He's the voice of Kate Six. Oh, yeah, Philly, yeah, the Kate Six. Okay, yeah, you got me. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, um, so, uh, as I've mentioned over the last several weeks, school's wrapping up, and it's actually going to be wrapping up. So, if you're hearing this, listening to this episode, uh, tomorrow's my last exam. And so, after that's done, a few days after, Tyler's going to be visiting, and it's going to be all fun times. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, but leading up to this, so before my first final, which is on the Sunday, so last Sunday, not the Sunday that just passed, last Sunday for people listening. So for you and me, Tyler, it'd be the previous Sunday, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, I believe so you. I, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm fucking driving to school a few hours before my exam, so I could sit and just, you know, uh, revise and just ready up. Um, As and one it's should. Three lane road, right? I'm in the last lane, all the way on the left, uh, driving through a signal. Uh, there's a lady at the. Um, intersection on the right, taking a right at the signal, going into my direction. All right. Um, so if you're driving through a signal, there's somebody taking a right to go into your direction, going down the same way. Okay. She takes a right across three lanes right into me. It's a little Prius. She takes the widest fucking right I've ever seen in my life. Not even a, not even a semi truck would have needed that many lanes to make that right. She takes a right across three lanes right into me. And I'm like, and this is right before a final two. And honestly, I can say honestly, it just threw me off the entire day. Because I'm just cruising along having, like, I'm just listening to music. I'm a little nervous. And then somebody go fucking T-bones me. But fortunately, there was a, uh, a fourth lane that opened up uh, very briefly that I was able to slide into. So it was more of a pain transfer. Um, so there's no actual damage. 
not 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 to her car not to my car it was just it was just really pain but it really just still pissed me off like why do you need that many lanes to take a right turn um and so we pulled over into a parking lot and i was about to yell at her and then i saw it was an older lady and i'm like all right you know what there's no damage done just off with you i don't want to talk to you anymore and i drove off off with you no pretty much that's what i said i'm like fuck it just go away i'm, I'm not gonna deal with this and i just drove off yeah okay Nick, uh, I was going to say that uh, Michigan drivers, Michigan drivers and maybe New Jersey drivers and, you know, anybody who lives in their state will always say this anyways, uh, have the worst drivers, especially around metropolitan areas. Right. I've seen a lot of stupid shit happen in Detroit. Happened to me in the past couple of days. Nothing actively describes the kind of shit you tell me every single time we talk about the traffic (laughs) over in Vancouver. Like, this is... This is stereotype well, worthy at this point. Well, in, in in this particular case, like I honestly believe uh, that he, we need to have some sort of like enforced uh, driving test take place after a certain age, honestly, or not even after a certain age. Let's say the moment you get your driver's license, every three or four years, you have to go in for a knowledge test to learn about the rules and remind yourself about the rules, because I think everybody needs that because there's a lot of like uh, confusing areas sometimes. All right. So like. And I think everybody needs to get refresh every three or four years. That that makes absolute sense. I was going to ask if I should just bring bottled water from now on because it sounds like something's in it. I'm, I'm really nervous <laughs> with what's going on over here. I and and so that really threw me off. I completely forgot the next day that that even happened until I actually saw the very light paint marks. And I'm like, ah, oh, and then that pissed me off even more. And then following into like the steam of anger I've had this week, I found found out that. Um, I might be failing one of my courses. Jeez. Um, and it was a course that we shared um, a few weeks ago where I made the website and two videos about sustainability in Vancouver. Um, and so we, the, the, the course was a project management course. So you could hire external people uh, to help you finish your project as long. So the, the goal was to plan and execute a project. You didn't actually need to do the project, like actually make the project work. You just had to plan and execute. Um, so the person we hired to do our videos, um, he backed out. So I had to take it all because I was the only one who had the skills to do it in the time that we had. Um, and so like, I believe I did a good job for the time I had, but it is very amateur work. And so that's a, that was, that's the only, like, that's one of the main valid complaints, uh, that we've gotten from the professor, but the course doesn't actually grade whether the, uh, the project, it, it grades whether the project was a success or a failure based on written documentation. So because I was making a website and two videos that are essentially documentaries. I told the remaining four team members, all right, take care of all the written shit, uh, do all the documentation, do all the written assignments. I'll take care of this. This seems fair, I think. They're like, yes. And I'm like, yes, uh, we agreed. Um, they did so bad. They, they did so bad that I, I almost failed the course. Because uh, I didn't have time with all my other courses to check on the quality of the written assignments on what they were submitting. Um, uh, but they did so bad, I almost failed a course. How do four people do that bad? Um, they also had to do social media management, uh, like spread awareness about our campaign, but our campaign was only about a week and a half long. So they only had to make, and I think they did maybe eight or nine posts. So amongst four people making content for eight or nine posts, where I was making a lot of the teaser videos as well for Facebook, uh, and, and I, they still managed to do so bad, we almost failed. I, I just couldn't wrap my head around it. So I sent my prof an email, I'm like, listen, um, I understand why what the course grading is like, 
but considering the amount of work I did, I think this is ridiculous and I need to know whether I failed or not so I can plan accordingly. Because taking a course is expensive for me uh, yeah. as compared to Canadian students. So I'm like, all right, uh, I just need to know so I can plan accordingly. I uh, ended up with a C and I'm going to fucking run with that shit because for me, the course was about uh, the project, the experience and uh, being able to take this course qualifies me to take a project management certification called the CAPM which will bolster my employment opportunities once I graduate. Okay, now do you say cap M? Yeah. Ah, uh, it's open as a cap M, like cap M. Oh, no. It's <laughs> we can cap talk about my captaincy. Yeah. yeah captaincy. But, uh, okay. But yeah, that was uh, that wasn't fun. So my 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 counselor had his hands full with me. I was a little bit animated this week. Um Yeah, no kidding, dude. Uh, I'm sorry to hear that. That's uh, like I learned. I went through a really rough patch with school a few years ago, um, and it was during a time where I wasn't accepting any of like the uh, uh, the responsibility, the blame. I was shifting the blame onto other people's other factors, and I wasn't really looking at myself and what I had done to cause myself to fail courses. And in this case, it truly was not me. Like I did everything I could. Uh, based on everything we agreed upon as a team and I legitimately couldn't do anything uh, I couldn't do everything and so in this case I'm like this is if I fail this is this is some sort of cruel joke somebody's playing on me because I did nothing to deserve this mm. but that didn't yeah. happen um, I didn't allow myself to even think that I failed it was just a day of anger because the moment you allow that like everything just goes downhill yes uh, you, you go to, to the dark side yeah so I'm like fuck it I'll just send an email and we'll deal with it as it comes um, but beyond that, I, I forced myself to start streaming again because I have time and it's been a month and it's been good. People have been stopping by. People have been saying hello. People still remember me. Um, and I, you know, I, I made it clear like I didn't do this for uh, to make it big or as a career, but like I just enjoyed working within and playing games within the community that I had built or been part of. Um, and so just uh, like for it to actually go well in my first two streams back after so long feels good so something good did happen i'm glad i'm glad yeah my wife actually started asking me uh, when i'm gonna start picking up streaming again and i was kind of thrown off by that i was like man because to, to me anytime i do something that isn't spending time with her it feels like she would get mildly annoyed uh, after i hit a certain threshold right and so i feel like streaming would have been over the top because it felt like it was putting a lot of strain on our free time but yeah she was asking about it and honestly i don't I just feel like being the guy that plays Ocarina of Time randomizer all the day, every day, just would be a burnout for people to watch. So I honestly don't know what to think about that. You you say that, but Fortnite is still pretty high up in the directory, and the game's garbage right now. True. <laughs> um, it, you'd, you'd be surprised, I think. Some people are just really into that, like, no matter how, seeing the same, like, areas, levels, enemies all over again. But like we discussed, the 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 interest or the, the, the most captivating thing about the randomizer runs, the Zelda randomizer runs, uh, are the puzzles that you solve. Yes. Um, and I think that's why people would come more than anything else. It's amazing how some people, I'm going to name off some names like uh, ZFG or Spike, uh, Vegeta, one of the more uh, notable people who play uh, Ocarina of Time randomizer. Right. They have it down to a science to where they know how many keys are in a dungeon. Once they get this many keys, what is the probability of this chest being an item versus it being a dud uh, when they know they're locked out of a dungeon because uh, they don't have enough keys to progress? 
and I don't have that knowledge down pat just yet. Right now I'm at the section where I'm trying to memorize checks to know, you know, where I can go with what items. Right. And it's been fun playing it, but at the same time, uh, it stinks because I based my passion of this uh, whenever I played with Brandon at this point. And I realized I don't like the idea of playing multi-world with him, but I'd much rather do a Ocarina of Time randomizer race with him, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we're still learning together by doing the same steed together at the same time, but it just feels like uh, when we're doing the multi-world thing where you know we're trading stuff, we're acting like a bunch of dinguses going, here's your shield, here's your Goron bracelet, and then we're just having a good right. time, which is good and all, but I want to learn how to get good at this. And, you know, right, and I, if I, you I, have no competition, it's not going to push you. Right, because the only competition in multi-world, it's called BK mode, apparently. People call it Burger King mode, where if you don't have any checks to do because your partner hasn't done the right check for you, the progress, you just sit there and go to Burger King, which is still an okay food source in America. I understand you don't like it, but uh, yeah, shit. If I do it in uh, a randomizer, if I'm in Burger King mode, it means I've got to forfeit because I fucked up somewhere. Right. Oh, shit but that is a game to talk about for a different time yeah what uh i'm i'm gonna go first with games i've been playing this week because there's only the one game on my list um i'm gonna steal some of that spotlight for myself thank you sure um, good job host uh risk of rain 2 uh picked it up uh just the other day and i played it on stream this past friday actually um and it fucking sucked away my time tyler so my first time playing and i played put like five and a half hours into it i've seen other people play this game recently but yeah. i don't think this is a new game is it uh there is this is the sequel to risk of rain um and it just came out when um when gearbox did its uh thing its conference okay. where they announced borderlands 3 uh they announced risk of rain 2 that day and released that day as well oh boy they did one of those moves huh yeah, and it's by, um, I'm pretty sure they're the publishers for it, um, but it is developed by somebody else. Um, the developers, Hopu uh, Games. Hopo Games. Hopu Games? H-O-P-O-O. Hopu. Hopu. Like, I'm I'm wrong. I'm correct to have trouble reading that, right? Prostitute <laughs> Feces. Hopu. Uh, but yeah, they're published by Gearbox. It's, a, it's basically a 3D uh, roguelike. Um, you you pick a character, you go in, shoot shit, pick up items. Items uh, give you different abilities or give you different effects. Um, items can stack, and you just keep progressing uh, all uh, through different stages until you. Uh, there's no really like ultimate winning, right? There's no no. Like- it's, it's like until you die. Like that's really it. So that and it goes. Uh, it gets increasingly difficult. So you can pick a starting difficulty for like an overall difficulty, and then from there it just gets increasingly difficult as you keep going. So each stage you have to find a teleporter. Uh, when you turn on the teleporter, uh, the boss is summoned. You defeat the boss, charge up the teleporter, and you move on to the next stage. Hmm. This game feels uh, very polygonal in uh, its style. Uh, like just like the art style, or yes. Uh, like, uh, yeah, it, it does. It's like very geometric, kind of like sharp edges, kind of like cubes. I, I, I kind of get what you mean, but I can't describe it with mouth words. That, that's fine. Though I watched you play it last night, and yeah. I, I made a comment in the uh, the chat that uh, the style of play, where you got a, what looks like a, a skill set of sort, depending on what kind of uh, character you picked or unlocked. 
Yeah. And it looks cool as shit. And, you know, you're moving around, you're slicing and dicing and all that stuff. But it feels like I'm watching a generic looking Gundam occasionally or a uh, just a very high quality RuneScape character. Right. Uh, and it, it was throwing me off. And it's like I, I said, and this is bad of me, if there was uh, anime waifu characters in this game, and oh, that's yeah, what I remember. Yeah. This, now, <laughs> what other people said and what the conversation evolved into was some very, very, uh, I wouldn't go as far as to say chauvinistic, but uh, traditional weeaboo uh, perversion. But uh, yeah, I, I like if this was an anime game, I would be all over this shit with you, Nick. And I, I really wish there was like a mod or something I could do where you could play as anime girls. Make or it, something. Yeah, well, so that was the uh, mercenary character, but essentially it, it's it's a Genji. It is it, it is a, a ninja. Um, the, so you've got you've got the ninja. You've got a um, archer. You've got your standard um, like soldier, just like a machine gun, and uh, another special ability like his, his uh, movement utility is a roll away, like a combat roll. Um, you've got uh, an engineer that can put down turrets. You've got a robot, and the character that I was playing to unlock yesterday, the artificer, can launch bolts of fire and bolts of electricity. And that's what I wanted because that's basically a space wizard because I'm a, I'm a warlock main. And so that's what I wanted. Um, but basically each character has four uh, things. You've got a primary fire, a secondary fire, a, um, uh, a utility move and a movement utility. Um, and so basically it's all about comboing those and you can pick up uh, things called equipment, which is basically like an alt in Overwatch mm. uh, or a super in Destiny. Um, so you use it once uh, and it has a large cooldown and then you can pick up items that reduce cooldowns that add like explosions to deaths that there's one called uh, the happy mask I think it it's called when you kill an enemy there's a chance for it to some spawn as a ghost that fights for you and I'm talking about anything so you can kill a boss and there's a chance for the boss to spawn as a ghost that fights for you nice that'd be yeah. crazy yeah and all of these items I think most of these items stack which which means that uh, some of them increase the chances of uh, that event happening, what that item does, or uh, the damage it outputs. So there's one called uh, the War Banner. Every time you level up, um, so when you start a run, you start at level one, and then you level up as you go, and that just gives you more um, health. Um, so every time you level up, you drop a War Banner that buffs you, I think, in movement speed, uh, attack speed, and so on. Um, now, when you pick up a stack of that war banner, like another one, and you have a stack of two, the size of that radius of that effect increases. And it can get to the point, and I've seen this with my teammate, where it'll cover the entire map. So you're just oh. perpetually, like, buffed. Um, oh, yes. Um, and the one really cool thing that I, I learned yesterday while watching while playing is anytime you pick up an item, there is a visual representation on your character that you have that item. So it's kind of like uh, you kill an enemy and you pick up a thing from your enemy as a memento and you can see it. So that's kind of so like uh, there's one called the soldier, soldier syringes that buffs your uh, attack speed. And you'll see on your right thigh a uh, bunch of syringes sticking out of your thigh. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Yeah, uh, there's a couple of masks that you'll actually your character will actually put on, um, and so that, I thought that was a really cool addition. Hmm. Now, how much did it cost for this game? Um, I happened to get the game for free. Uh, a friend of mine had a code that he was able to pass on to me, but I'm pretty sure it, it's it's like fifteen dollars, fourteen dollars. So it's not very expensive. It is an early access, uh, but quite polished. So they're slowly adding more, uh, going to be adding more uh characters to select from 
and um, uh, modifiers for all the different runs. And there's three difficulties. There's normal, medium, hard. Uh, the hard difficulty, I can't, I can't, that's not what they're called. Like the hard is called monsoon. I can't remember what the first two are called. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. But that is Risk of Rain 2. I honestly, like, it's just, re- it, like, it can get really chill because once you pick up, like, a ridiculous amount of stacks of one thing, doing a lot of damage is very easy. But if you don't pick up, like, we went on an entire run where we didn't find any healing items. So just killing things was difficult because despite putting out the damage, we couldn't take any damage. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Jeez. Yeah. And um, my friend that I played with, uh, Dose, he got uh, three stacks of an item that halves your health but doubles your damage so the first one got him down to half the second one got him down to a quarter and the third one got him down to an eighth so he was legitimately one shot away from dying so he had to keep moving at all times <laughs> but he was melting everything that he touched that i mean wow uh that that, that is a hell of that's a quadruple edge sword at that point jeez yeah so that's the that's the fun of the game it's it's it it can get very monotonous it can get very repetitive i haven't found that yet because i've only just got the game but it's all about like the kind of items you can stack how many people can play in a group uh four four yeah and the game compensates for that uh yeah we played with the full group for a little bit and one friend dropped off and another friend dropped off and even with two it was still fun and the game compensates for that where it throws in more items so as you kill enemies you get gold you use gold to open up chests or to open up little terminals that give you items um and so the game does compensate for that uh with more players it puts in more chests it puts in more enemies so you can get can get more gold um it is theoretically possible for you to stay in one area and farm all the gold but when you move on to the next area, you lose all your gold. Oh, so it, yeah. Shit. So there are some like there's one equipment which is an alt where it takes up all the gold you have and uses that as ammo. I think it was called the crowdfunded gun, the crowdfunder or something. That that is, that's a pretty good name. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, that's a pretty good name. Um, but yeah, no, that's Risk of Rain too. I do recommend it if somebody just enjoys like shooting shit like a hack and slash, just chill kind of like game with your friends. Um, but yeah, over on my end, I will uh, I'll get the usual one out of the way. I've been playing more RuneScape three. I did <gasps> get ninety nine in wood cutting. So uh, I believe uh, the last joke was I got ninety nine smithing, but I was going to lie about it. But then I actually got it. Then I got ninety nine wood cutting. Uh, next one I'm working on. I'm actually working on two right now, which will hopefully lead to my downfall, which is athletics or agility rather and uh, mining. Uh, mining was a personal favorite when I was a little wee lad back in you know 2003 or whatever. Right. So we will see if I still enjoy it. Uh, beyond that, though, I got hacked. I got my RuneScape account hacked. Oh right, yeah, you told me about that. How did because that happen? Do you know? I'm a fucking idiot, Nick. Because I'm a okay. fucking idiot. So long story short, I was getting ready to go to the bed, close my fluttery little eyes. I I was like, I'll put something on stream to you know fall asleep to. I was like, you know, let's put on something from RuneScape. So I go the the RuneScape thing, and I see this 1,500 viewer channel about a double XP happening right now. And it's like, what? I see, but I didn't even hear any announcements. I know I'm new to the, you know, back in the thing. And so I clicked on it, and it was a read broadcast somebody had put up of a previous one, you know, where they're talking and stuff. And you're like, click link now to you know authorize use or something, you know, something a little bit more persuasive than the shit i right. just said to help redeem or remain my dignity and it was also late at night and, and it's also very seven tired. o'clock in the morning exhausted. i was very tired super I was delusional. 
And so uh, they had the exact replica of the login screen. And then they're like, you know, just to verify and make sure it's you, can you give us your in-game bank pin? I'm like, that's weird. Why would I? Okay, fine. Whatever. <laughs> I fucking handed them the keys, Nick. <laughs> the keys to the car. I signed the title. I left it in the seat. And all of a sudden, I get dosed. I get ddosed. I'm like, what the? F-? Like, I'm like, what the fuck? It- oh shit. This is a double XP weekend coming up. I've been bamboozled. And so, Nick, I rushed. I realized I was getting DDoS because there's no internet in the house whatsoever. I was like, you dumbasses. I have my phone. I'll just change the password. I changed the password. I added an authenticator on it through my phone. So, you know, two-step protection. I'm all set. I go to bed. So what turns out is they're already logged in. And they already had access to the bank. So I went to bed thinking I was all safe when they were currently like, ooh, this looks nice. I'll put it over here. Ooh, this looks expensive. I think I'll keep this. I come back in the morning. I'm, I'm cleaned down. I'm like, oh, fuck. And I'm thinking, like, I, I woke up. I'm like, how the fuck did they get my bank pin? That's supposed to be the safest thing. And I was like, those bitches. Sorry, I didn't mean to use a gendered insult. Those motherfuckers asked me for a verification. And it's like, I was thinking, I was like, I can't ever look at RuneScape when I'm tired. I was an <laughs> idiot. I lost 137 million gold, Nick, and a bunch of items. I'm pretty sure, like, uh, with all my armor and stuff that they cleaned out, they even took the most inane shit that I was never going to use, but no one will buy it, but they wanted it anyways, knowing they couldn't sell it. I have no idea why. I think it came out to, like, 400 million, and they just left me dust and i'm like okay well i mean good thing the skill doesn't cost money i love mining and then uh i did it like a they call it a treasure hunter thing where uh if uh you get like daily keys you can try your gambling and stuff for free right. shit. i triggered a uh like a, a top level jackpot bonus i do it and it gives me 200 million gold just out of the fucking blue and i'm like okay sure fine yeah <laughs> it's like well i'm back in the game let's do this you know at least that's I, something yeah yeah, like I'm able to recover within reason, like uh, 200 million. That is like, uh, I know this doesn't mean anything to you, tier uh, 90 armor and uh, weapon for me, which is like, that's the most I could ever ask for. It means if I wanted to make money by killing bosses, I have enough money to afford that. And so I got that right. and I got plenty of money to buy the stuff I need for skilling and whatnot. And so, sorry, honey, uh, unless you're the one that, you know, tried to get me to quit RuneScape again, I'm, you know, imagining my wife saying, like, she's hacking, like, damn, I, he thinks he did it. It wasn't for that pesky jackpot. Like, I thought, you know, he thought he got DDoS. I just unplugged the router. Damn it. (laughs) Uh, But no, I'm I'm still playing, so we'll we'll see. Yeah, uh, Nick in the chat is, uh, I believe he's mocking me for uh, being a, a, a complete. I mean, dumbass. I mean, I remember before, like, one of the reasons why I stopped playing because I was so upset um, before the trade protection got put in. Like, when you direct trade with a player, you can see a scale that says the value of what you're getting, the value of what you're giving, right? Uh huh. Uh-huh. Um, if that's uh, there. so, yeah. Um, before that was implemented, dudes like, yo, bro, I'll give you, I'll give you mithril armor if you give me thirty thousand gold. I'm like, oh fuck yeah! And I was like, like twelve, thirteen. I'm like, fuck yeah, dude! Here, here you go. Locked off the moment I gave it to him. 
like right then and there and i was like no my money because you have to understand i had no idea what i was doing so for the longest time i was like level 33 and i was still rocking bronze armor just going around fucking mining dude i was having the time of my life because i had hey, no idea what i was doing for the middle schooler right and then i finally made all this money i don't remember how i made it but i was like fuck like dude i can buy something and i'm like i was talking to this guy i met and then he basically he basically scammed uh, scammed me yeah good times man good times yeah. i didn't mean yeah. to go that far into runescape 3 but, uh, <laughs> i mean it was upsetting it ruined my day for, oh like, no for sure yeah no like, yeah when you see all the stuff that you worked on like for years previous just gone but then i ex- i won like the fucking lotteries you know in runescape yeah. so it's like well there goes all your luck for the year yeah no kidding <laughs> better, better just turn in my luck uh base items off and just forget you know trying to get anything nice uh other than that i did uh pop in the psvr headset back on i got and played a bunch of beat saber still nice. cool as shit i would imagine oh my gosh that, that was so nice to play uh for those i mean we've talked about beat saber it's it's a great music based uh, game where you're just lightsabering up blocks and shit and i tried to get good there's a couple of points where it just started randomly giving me ice blocks that you had the duck under and I had my brother-in-law right. watching. And I'm sitting there like pop lock and dropping at this point. And it's like, okay, I'm fat. And, you know, you got to give me a little mercy here. And so uh, I tried another game called I Expect You to Die at the recommendation of Brandon. Where okay. you play it as this knockoff 007 secret agent person where you're trying to solve puzzles. Uh, I only was able to beat the first puzzle. The second one, I was I was still like sweaty as shit from uh, Beat Saber. Where uh, like the first one, you're trying to steal a criminal mastermind's car in the back of a cargo jet plane that is currently flying. And, you know, you're, you're searching around, you're trying to start the car, and then you got to dodge a fucking laser, and it drops a fucking bomb, which you got to find a sheet in, like, the back seat of the car, the side of the uh, door or something like that, figure out how to disable this bomb. And it's just such, like, corny different ways of uh, trying to defend yourself and get through this puzzle and figure out what the fuck is going on. And it's it's kind of like a Master of Disguise situations where you just right. don't, or Austin Powers level shit, it's like, okay... Yeah, sure. Let's do it like this. And uh, it it was fun. I got to give it more of a shot. Lastly, the last game I played this week and I beat was Ocarina of Time 3D. I I managed to beat it on the 3DS and it was a long time coming because I really wanted to get that game a long time ago when I first got the 3DS, but I didn't really ever go for it. And I finally bought it earlier this year, but then I didn't beat it because I'm like, I've been playing randomizers all fucking month. Why do I want to play the vanilla? But then I, you know, I was like, no, screw it. I had fun. It was a good time actually appreciating how where all the shit is supposed to be is where it's at. <laughs> and then it was like, hey, do you want to do Master Quest? And I'm like, nope, bye. And that was my week of gaming, Nick. Yeah, I, I do have one more game that's actually sitting in front of me, but I wasn't able to start it. Oh, yeah? What are we talking about? It's a game that people have been talking about. It's been very highly appraised. It's called Katana Zero. I've uh, all right yeah you mentioned this last night I've seen about maybe 30 to 45 minutes of gameplay it sold me on it almost immediately and I want to play it so fucking bad Nick this game of the idea of being able to use your death as an advantage to understand shit as well as to dying and time travel essentially it's such a weird concept the way they did it 
<laughs> so oh, fun. it's Devolver Digital, of course. Like, okay, hell yes, a publisher at least. But like, I trust anything from Devolver Digital, despite not playing a lot of their games, because they just seem like a game company that wants to have fun. Honestly, yes, it, it is a fantastic game, and I, I, I want to play it, man. I, I think as soon as we're done with the podcast, I'm gonna pop this son of a bitch open. Like, just the way it's handled, the graphics, the quality. The, the motion, the dialogue especially is so nice. The, the idea of seeing blood and guts flying everywhere and guys dropping, you know, shit and fuck bonds everywhere on a Switch, it's so beautiful. Yeah, I'm looking at some of these graphics and this is honestly a very pretty game. But, uh, yeah. Anyways, Nick, I think that's pretty much it for the games that we've been playing this week. Yeah, so from a new game, imagine me actually trying new games and consistently playing new games. I think... I think I'm doing good. I have to branch out. I mean, you do. I mean, Risk of Rain is great, but you're going to burn out soon, friend. And Kata Zero, it's waiting for you. I'm just saying. We'll see what happens. All right. Not so for the modular segment, I'm just saying. So for the modular segment this week, uh, Tyler, I, I'm not going to say anything about that. Uh, Are you sure? I'm not Yamcha, but I am uh, saying. Uh, so this, this comes from Tyler. It's the uh, we're talking about the 7-Eleven in the U.S. has been making a big advertisement jump for Detective Pikachu. Death Saving Bros is an actual play Dungeons and Dragons podcast that'll make you feel like you're at the table with friends as our adventurers bumble their way around. I jump over the railing and tackle Figus. See Figus, they do remember you. Who? Uh, and who the fuck is that? I need your help. Wait, what? The tips. I need the tips, <laughs> Frosted Figa. To be frosted. New episodes are released every Tuesday on your podcasting app of choice, so join us in the realm of Ralvaria for an epic quest you won't forget. Everybody is to hear the magic that is going to be created right now. Do you for think this the, type I'm sorry Oh wait I didn't even fucking see that Holy shit For the audio listeners uh, that won't be able to see this I'm currently drinking out of a cup from 7-Eleven That has Detective Pikachu branding all over it Um, It's pretty cool it Has Ludicolo on it It's an interesting choice I think as a brand uh, To partner up with You You I, I cut you off into your question, though. I'm sorry. What were you saying? Well, I mean, essentially just what I said, like, is it's a unique kind of, like, synergy that they have going on. Um, do you want to tell I us mean, a little bit more about it? Because you did link this article here. When you think of 7-Eleven, you think of Slurpees, you think of, you know, your average convenience store over at the U.S., get your tickets, grab your beer. Things are slightly overpriced, but it's not over the top. And it's just a good local convenience store that everybody knows the name of. Right. Uh, they don't typically do anything. I mean, they do some occasional uh, advertising and whatnot, but nothing like to this level. I Did you just get me a, is this Mr. Mime flavor? My wife just came home and handed me a fucking Slurpee from 7-Eleven. <laughs> what a coincidence. Um, I'm crying. This is beautiful. The, the, the first thing I thought about when I heard about this was that maybe it was a little bit unusual. But you also have to think about how popular 7-Eleven is in Japan. And how in Japan the standard is like a lot of the the convenience stores have like the quality of food and stuff is very good so it's not like 7-eleven is seen as you know like if you go there to grab a bite it's not seen as like lesser or not good enough do you know what i do you know what i mean 
Like yeah. 7-Eleven is seen as like a staple. Oh, if you really want some dinner, you can actually go to 7-Eleven, pick up something that's going to be good for you. and It's going to taste good. Um, yeah, and but so, over here in the, the States, I mean, as Nick said, the uh, Simpsons movie had a big thing back in the day. But typically when they do like uh, cross-brand advertising, it's with like other food-based companies like uh, Monster, for example, or for the seasons and whatnot. This is right. this fucking level. I mean deadpool yeah they've done some deadpool i think they did some avenger stuff but just the cups and stuff they didn't have like full-on containers they didn't start selling fucking pokemon cards and shit there it was just it's mind-boggling well again uh, i'm just thinking about maybe what if um um the you know the big shots who i'm are most definitely related to or, or are big shots in japan um already struck up some deal with the movie in japan and it's kind of carrying over I mean that's possible for sure. That or like if you're thinking about it's coming, it's coming out kind of in the summertime, um, and with Seven Eleven advertising to kids is probably an easier place to do it. When it comes to Seven Eleven, I would say Seven Eleven potentially is one of those local, but still technically worldwide, if not uh, countrywide. Uh, branches where it's like everybody knows what a 7-eleven is if you, there's a 7-eleven in your hometown you know how close it is you know where it is yeah. and potentially you go there pretty often yeah you know at least yeah. once uh, in a good while i think i have at least three maybe four of them that i can pass by on my way to home from any given location right and i'm in a small town and so them having this movie at every single base i mean this is better than a billboard in my city at this point because it's in every single place they're offering a nice deal for a dollar for a medium-sized slurpee that has you know pikachu and mr mime and ludicolo plastered over it and they got a uh, cap in a little section of pokemon stuff right at the front door they got a fucking banner on the window over the front door like people are gonna see this and i thought this was such a genius thing this was this was great like yeah i was not expecting nintendo or whoever you know is in charge of the advertising for this movie to make such a bold and smart move like the only other thing i'd possibly think of where they could do something like this is like little caesars or something like that like make a mr mime pizza which <laughs> That sounds horrific, but you know, it has sausage on it. Don't ask where it's from. Right. Um, now to talk about the movie Detective Pikachu. I, uh, when we talked about it when it was first announced, when we saw trailers, and now we've been getting more um, pictures on, like there was the casting call video, I believe, um, or the trailer where they were, um, what do you call it, screening uh, different Pokemon uh, to showcase yeah. in the movie. Mm -hmm. um, and so we're, we're able to see a little bit more um, details on the different Pokemon that are going to be in the movie. And when we first talked about it, I was hesitant um, because they don't look like what I imagined they would look like. Uh, not that I'm not going to watch it. and I'm not going to say anything until I do watch it. It's just not what I personally had imagined it to be. And I still feel the same. Mm. May 10th for the people who are interested in the movie coming out. Uh, have you tried a Slurpee before, Nick? I haven't been, I haven't had a Slurpee in a long time, but I love my, I, I love me like a good, like Pepsi Slurpee. Just I'm basic bitch. And no, I mean, that's, it's a good Slurpee. Yeah. Uh, would you be interested in trying a, uh, a Slurpee where the flavor comes from Mr. Mime Juice? Now, what is Mr. Mime Juice? Uh, it's a mystery flavor as Mr. Mime would want you to think, uh, 
I believe there's different colors and different brands depending on like where uh, they shipped it off to. I'm pretty sure they just like, you know, in this area, we have a huge surplus of tart cherry flavoring that nobody likes. Let's just call it mystery <laughs> and send it to this region. And that's what we have right now. Right. Uh, man, I could suck up Mr. Mime Juice all day, man. They're like, I, I, I'm drinking it until my, my head hurts. That is, in fact, what she said. But also... Um, it's what I said. Screw you, Mr. Mime's mine. <laughs> Mr. Mime's um, I'd, him. I'd actually have to drive by uh, my local 7-Eleven to see if they've started any of that advertising here. Um, so I'd have to see if they're actually even offering that flavor. Um, but I, I would, I wouldn't mind trying it out. If I drink too much Mr. Mime uh, Slurpee juice and I get a brain freeze, is that really a brain freeze, or am I just taking psychic damage? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I don't know. I, I've got confusion. It's working. All right, enough out of you, Tyler. Uh, but like, how does how does how do you feel about the movie? Um, the movie now, as we're getting closer to it. Uh, the amount of recognition that's being popped up for it is both commendable because I'm pretty sure this is the first time uh, in a very long time that Pokemon has gotten like movie advertising like this because. Yeah. As far as I remember, there's like 12, 13 different Pokemon movies that are out right now. And uh, I don't remember seeing any advertisement in any of the normal places I've seen for a Pokemon movie. Yet yeah, here I am. How many of them are Ryan Reynolds? And like have Ryan Reynolds in them? I mean, there might be a Diglett that says Diglett by Ryan Reynolds. I don't fucking know. <laughs> but yes, you're right. Um, no, but like, like that's fair. Like the, the cartoon versus the animated. Like Pokemon has... Uh, Pikachu is is very much a mascot, is very much a cultural mascot. Um, just about anybody and their mother would recognize that. Uh, would would call any Pokemon they see as Pikachu's, like, oh, is that one of those Pikachu's, right? Or like they would at least to some extent recognize it to be as part of the same kind of entity. Um, and so the fact that we're finally getting a live action movie probably means that people are confident enough or the people making the movie are confident enough in the technology that we have available to us now to be able to render these Pokemon the way that, you know, the creators would have envisioned. Um, so, uh, like, I'm excited. Like, I, I, I love to see. I love the franchise and I'm going to watch it. It's just visually it may not look like what I want, but it looks like it's going to be just a fun, fun movie. That, and I like I'm just looking to be entertained and I hope I am entertained and I'm glad that they're mixing it up of oh, the one thing I am really excited for is that they're uh, injecting Pokemon into normal life Do you know what I mean like you saw the, there was a the one trail with the Mechamp uh, directing traffic yes. which I thought was fucking awesome it was hilarious um, like I'm I'm that's that's the kind of shit I always envisioned like all right they talk about um, you know in the games they talk about how Pokemon and humans uh, coexist and stuff and I'm like you don't actually see that a lot in the games you'll see that sometimes with like Machamp moving company like coming and helping you move your boxes uh, and Growlithe's uh, you know tagging along with Officer Jenny's but like I, I was always curious in like a big metro um, uh, like metropolitan city where did Pokemon kind of fit in and city. was that from X and Y X and Y Oh yeah, with the go goats and and all the other ones. Yeah, that was pretty cool too. But like, I know I, I'm just making shit up essentially. But yes, yeah. you, you're absolutely right. The see like true real life uh, application of this yeah. magnitude. Yeah, and you see you see that also in some of the movies. But to see it like this, uh, integrated into like you know CGI into IRL, um, I feel like gives it a more of a, a proof of concept kind of foundation. Like okay, yeah, sure, I can see how this works. 
All right, question. In this real-life application, let's say we're in this movie-like uh, universe, do you think it would be illegal to battle in the streets? Yes. I think no. you would actually need to have, like, a trainer license to be able to battle or take part in official regulated competitions. I think there might be uh, underground competitions. Hmm. hmm. Or maybe, like, within a certain, like, radius. You know what I mean? Like, it, it yeah. wouldn't be illegal to own Pokemon or... Or to have Pokemon, but like to actually officially battle. Oh, turn- Are we about to turn this into a? Oh, listen, this is a, this is a debate that that Peter has been having for a long time, and I'm not about to bark up it, uh, bark up that tree because that's going to be another whole other episode. You bet your ass, Peter's going to be blockading every IMAX theater on May 10th. <laughs> they will not be okay with this. Oh uh, fuck, Peter. Anyways, um, Nick, yeah. Are you a gambling man? Yes, a little bit. Not a very good like, gambling man. Would you like to play a game with me? Sure. So one of the last things I bought from 7-Eleven in regards to the Pokemon thing was uh, they have special Pikachu, Detective Pikachu uh, card booster packs. Uh, it's two booster packs. One is your standard one, which came from Sun and Moon. So it's you know right. your usual thing. Uh, show it uh, for, oops, sorry, for you. It's just your regular Sun and Moon right. pack. And then you have a miniature Detective Pikachu card back, which I have no idea what that is. And then a Detective Pikachu flip coin, which I thought was oh, pretty Oh, that's cute. nice. That's yeah, really it's, cute. Yeah, it's, I mean, I wish I had an actual Pikachu on it. It has the ears. So right here, right now, I'd like to open this up and see what they give us. And it will decide if this is going to be a success or not. That is how I'm going to predict uh, the future of this movie. Now, Nick, should I open the Detective Pikachu pack first or last? Uh, fuck. First. Are you sure? Okay. Yeah. I would have thought that this, uh, you know, since it's focused on the movie, we should save that for last. But I like your logic right here now, so let's open it up. Four cards. Nick, what do you think is going to be in this pack as I, like, rip it around? Um, it's going to be, uh, maybe, uh, honestly, I don't know if it's going to be, like, the TGC, uh, or the TCG, TCG, trading card game. Um, yeah. I, it, if it's... If it's going to be like that, then you're going to have some items and, like, energy cards or whatever. But I feel like it's probably just going to be all Pokemon. Hmm. All right. So I accidentally opened it the wrong way, so I get to see what the first Pokemon is. It is a holographic card. Ooh. First of the first cards, or four cards, is a holographic Charmander. Yo, that's that's a big pog right there. And uh, this, oh my gosh, that is legit from the movie. This is a charm, like a real yeah, life I figured Charmander. it would be like that. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> So, okay, card number two, uh, what? My wife is looking at me expectantly. You want to look at it? Okay. And number two is, I'm going to look away. I'm going to hand her the Charmander. And number two is a Licket Tongue. Also from the, the movie, uh, it looks very realistic. It's also holographic. So uh, they really didn't hold back on that kind of stuff. Nice. Man, I wonder if this could be used in competitive play. Now, number three and number four is Psyduck. Oh, no. Psyduck Psyduck looks fucking horrifying in the movie. He looks so fucking sad hiding under there. This one is also holographic. It's interesting to see how these Pokemon look in the cards. It's actually making me regret this purchase. And the last one, I'm presuming also a holographic, is... Detective fucking Pikachu. I got Detective Pikachu as Pokemon's card. Uh, let's see. It has two attacks. One is Scout, one electric energy. The Pokemon or your opponent reveals their hand, which you know makes sense. And uh, it has surprise attack. 
uh, for three normal or any energy for 80 damage. Flip a coin, this attack does nothing. That is that is a heavy hit right there. But it also makes sense. It would make more sense if it was Danny DeVito because sometimes he just can't like, quite land the hit. But you know, Rhino, Rhino, that's fine too. So, right, wow. So I, I, I wonder if... Um, um, if if the cards are set or if it truly is like a random booster pack mm. um but otherwise you fucking hit the jackpot dude and got detective pikachu in your first pack uh so i also wonder that too i feel like there's probably only like 12 13 different cards and maybe they put detective pikachu in everyone i don't know okay some asmr for all you asmr fans yeah, I, I just toot the shit out of this booster pack, and I'm going to open it uh, properly so where I don't see the uh, first card when I pull it out. Let's see, we got the uh, unlined card code thing, which, you know, I will, uh, at the end of this, I'll read off the codes in case anybody who wants to play the online trading card game can get them, because I don't play it anymore, <laughs> and you guys deserve it. Remember, I got two, if I can find where the second one is. All right, first card, ladies and gentlemen, for this card draw right here is energy retrieval for a trainer. Yeah. Okay, next one is Ooh, Cracker Rock. Uh nothing too crazy, but it looks pretty cool. Cool as shit. That's a cool card. It's a dark ass card. Alright, here we go. We have Ooh, a Raquinid. I believe that's what it's called. Uh nothing too uh up the notch over it, but still a pretty damn good card. Nice. I know I'm showing it to Nick and it's in reverse, and I'm sorry about that, but No, that's fine. It's... All right, number four darkness a darkness energy card uh, they're really nice. hit the, the heavy hitters over here all right number five i don't, I don't lose count let's see oh my gosh it's cute wow i've never seen a butterfree with fucking 130 health points here Jeez. that's a heavy hitting butterfree that's a tanky ass butterfree what level is this butterfree is that like a level 80 butterfree what's going on here oh they don't say the uh the level of the pokemon anymore that they used to Back in my day, Nick, and like uh, ye old times, yeah, they used to put like a like level seventy two and stuff like that on it. Uh, okay. I have no idea why, just for color or whatnot. And it looks like I found my shiny card, which is a Buan Sweet. Uh, nothing uh, really too above the hill, but you know, it is a reverse holographic. It looks pretty cool. Here comes another one, Skarmory. Now, Skarmory is a personal favorite of mine because I'm a huge fan of Steel-type. Right. And it looks like uh, this is the first time I've seen the Skarmory card. Metallic sound. Ooh, get rid of And it looks like that's probably Sting. What's that? And it looks like that card is probably Sting. What do you mean Sting? Like, Sting with me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not, when I say give these cards away, there's a code. To oh, no, no, I know. Like, but, okay. you know, I... Yeah. Uh, Dick moved by the cards part. They gave me a regular bond suite for some reason. Like, Unfortunate. Yeah, so, yes, because uh, I need a shining brother that will be recognized by all, and then here's the normal middle child. Another one to live in its shadow, yeah. Let's see. This one is interesting. A Alolan Diglett. Oh, boy. Ooh. Got to see him in his uh, three blonde peach hairs. All right, got two cards left, Nick. I'm going to pull them both at the same time, turn them around. Let's see what they are. Okay, first one is Dratini. Uh, standard Ooh, one. look at the little cutie one. He was cute little Dratini. Signs of evolution. Search your deck for a Dratini, Dragonite, or and a Dragonite. Reveal them and put them in your hand. Jeez, oh, Pete. That's scary, Nick. That 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 is quick evolution shit right there. And lastly, a Sandy Gas. Uh, the old, uh, I believe it's the miniature version for Palisand or something like that. Yeah. 
And uh, yeah, that that was the poll for uh, this week, guys. By Seven Eleven. Yeah. Uh, Nick is asking in the chat if that uh, Dratini was considered a dragon type versus whatever it's normally. Yeah, that has a dragon type insignia on it, and so uh, they do have that type of uh, Pokemon for the cards now, which is pretty sweet. Because before, you know, some kind of cards back in the day, it was like, oh, you gotta have two lightning and two fire to be able to do this attack and it's like no you can use dragon and dragon covers that so it's been nice anyways uh that's pretty much it on uh I, i'd like to think for on the detective Pokemon. pikachu set yeah um we are moving on to uh our topic of the show and it is a little bit of uh, exciting news um well to some extent i have not owned the last two generations of this console but the ps5 has been announced as has officially been announced Mm-hmm. And from this article uh, that I'm reading off of, uh, that we're going to be using, uh, Tech Radar article, um, it looks like it's going to be a little bit of a beast. Just a tiny bit. Yeah, just a, a tiny fucking Just thing. a tiny bit. Um, uh, main details is that it is confirmed as next generation, as we knew, and it is most likely not launching this year. Uh, they haven't confirmed a release date. But they said to not expect it at any of their events or E3 uh, 2019. Um, but I would I would wager that we'd see it sometime next year, considering not considering anything. Like I just feel like next year is when we're gonna get the next wave of consoles. What do you What do you think, Tyler? It, it threw me off when uh, this article came up because I don't know who I heard it from. They said something along the lines that it wasn't gonna be called the PlayStation Five. So the fact they got this just scrambled everywhere, it's, it's messing with me. Well, I mean, uh, they have to call it something. So calling it the PlayStation Five is easier right now because at least they'll know that we're talking about the evolution of the PlayStation Four. True. A lot of people called the Xbox One before it had an official name, the Xbox Seven Twenty or something like that. Uh, right. Basically, you know that it's gonna be the successor. So. Uh, whatever it is end up whatever it is going to end up being called um, and before we get into discussion of it I just want to talk very quickly about the hardware capabilities of this um, over the top so just just I just want to mention <laughs> so so the ps5 is gonna have an eight core AMD chipset uh, based on like current uh, generation Ryzen architecture um, a Radeon uh, Navi GPU uh, like family GPU um, it, the the, the system is going to be built for SSD storage system, uh, 3D audio, backwards compatibility with PS4 games, uh, and PSVR hardware as well. 8K TV support, which I think is overkill and we don't need, but whatever whoever wants that. Um, uh, the, the combination, so AMD, the issue with AMD has always been, until they put out their new um, hardware last year and the year before, um, is, is that they had very good... Um, they were, they were the best bang for your buck, but if you weren't careful, they would literally burn a hole through your PC because they just overheat. Uh, their power consumption was that high, um, but they've been fantastic lately. And so the fact that uh, I feel like Sony's probably set up a deal with AMD and this would allow them to keep it at and uh, like continue to keep it at an affordable price. Sony uh, with their Sony or their PlayStation consoles have been well known to make sure that their uh, consoles have an eight core set starting with the PlayStation three. Uh, to be fair though, the PS three specifically, I think only six of the eight cores were used. Uh, seventh was left unused for whatever reason. And the eighth one was used for operating system uses. So to have, this come back as a tradition at this point to have an eight core you know processor 
right. is both nice, plus the fact that it's coming from the Ryzen. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure I'm using Ryzen right now on my computer. Yep. I am happy with it. It is yep. pretty fucking sweet. Uh, and now they're talking about a graphics card that's coming from the Radian, uh, Radeon Navi, Navi GPU family. All I read out of that is 2060. Because 2060 uh, for uh, NVIDIA, that is the type of card that it uses. It uses uh, Radeon technology. So the fact they're going for that level of a graphics card that is way up there uh a that's scary for excuse me the price i'm hoping they can get it mass produced and since it's going to happen in like a year or two uh it'll be considerably cheaper by the time the playstation 5 comes up because if they're implementing this level of technology into it we're looking back into the hail days of 599 for a console which is right. very scary uh i would love it you know Back in the day when uh, the PS3 came out for five ninety nine, people like balked at it for the most part. Some people bought it, but it was just such a scary price tag. If they show me this shit and it comes out by the end of next year, I'd be okay with six hundred. Right. Mean, um, it's a computer at this point that's fucking beefed off the hell and back. Pretty much. Uh, just a just a quick um, correction, just for um, not to. Not to flex on no, you, Tyler, but it's okay. The, uh, the the Radeon the Radeon Nava is a uh, chipset family from AMD itself. It's nothing to do with Nvidia. Um, but uh, what probably you, you took away from that was because they mentioned ray tracing, uh, which Nvidia is the one that just announced RTX technology. You're right. But that, that, is my, that is my bad. Yeah. Uh, but Radeon is probably close to figuring that out themselves too, or AMD, which is what I would imagine, which is why they mentioned it in the article. But I don't know if that is a error on their end. Moving past that, um, I've always been a big proponent. Like I always like, especially when I'm playing with my friends, well, we'll we'll talk shit about console players. But I always I have the utmost respect for con- console players because I started from there, right? Um, and also, console players allow people to play games. Um, at an affordable price because not everybody can afford or has the luxury of being able to buy a PC that can handle uh, video games at 60 FPS looking like certain at certain settings. Um, and so I see console gaming as the foundation for a lot of gamers just starting out and also for being like an entertainment system for either a group of friends or uh, for families. So even if it does bump up by price a little bit, you are correct in men- in, in thinking that it is a um, it is a computer at this point, and you have this six hundred dollar PC that can play games to a certain le- level. And if it continues some of the backwards compatibility that they've mentioned already, um, we're very much looking at a six hundred dollar console that will have native keyboard and mouse support that can support 4k and up to 8k gaming that's a fucking bargain 18 year old me would have been terrified and know that i wouldn't touch this for two years me right now i would cancel my canada trip to get this thing (laughs) i'm sorry i wouldn't blame you um no i would keep going to canada i would buy this bitch in canada and then smuggle it back over the border because no you're better off buying it in the states it'll be a lot cheaper fine i'll smuggle into canada i don't care i'll smuggle it in (laughs) Sir, what is this? It's a PlayStation 4 with high-tech uh, decorations on it. Uh, it has a... has a... Uh, uh, name off shit like 8K TV support. It says it right now. Sticker on the side. I know. It's a PlayStation Pro Plus. It, so, um, I'm sorry. So, yeah, I'm making shit up. No, so I was just reading through this article and I see an interesting point here. Um, Sony's uh, new CEO, Kenny, Kenichiro Yoshida, 
mentioned that uh, released a three-year business plan for the company that predicted the company's profits would dip in the run-up to 2021. Um, and the article mentions that this is the kind of dip that may come as the PS4 reaches market saturation before the launch of the PS5. Um, and we've all been we've we've all been expecting everybody to announce and start confirming details of next-gen consoles, specifically in my head, at least. Um, a because it's it's been that amount of time already. Um, despite the PS uh, PS4 Pro coming out fairly recently and the Xbox One X, it has been just about the right amount of time until before um, uh, rumors and announcements start coming out. And also mm. Cyberpunk 2077. Um, I've been very I've been very strong like I've strongly believed that Cyberpunk 2077 is going to come out when the next gen drops and CD Projekt Red like they did with. Um, um what do they do it with but anyways uh, like i knew they were gonna now put it out for um the next gen of consoles because they're gonna drop it with consoles and pc at the same date so i'm excited i'm excited to see what this brings and what kind of competition this spurs because as we've talked about plenty on the show as well um xbox microsoft lives to piss off sony uh this was cam's firm belief and i think I at least have aligned with that to some extent because Microsoft does have that kind of capital where they can kind of uh, treat Xbox like a side project, right? Like it's kind of like you're a little cousin you've given your phone to while you and your uh, the rest of your friends play, you know, whatever on 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 the PS4. Um, and Microsoft has made big power moves over the last year and buying several uh, developers and publishers, um, but it seems like we might they might be slightly diverging. In their action plan, in their business plan? I mean, the concept right now of Sony and Microsoft is Microsoft is focusing potentially on the idea of a streaming device versus Sony making the powerhouse console. It's like tradition versus uh, tradition versus futuristic at this point. It's like, well, right. I don't know which one's going to, you know, be the next standard. It's Mind some of the days of the uh, Blu-ray disc versus the HD DVD fight, which uh, I, I think we know who won that little uh, debate. Right. So I, I'm hoping Microsoft might be able to do it. Uh, my only concern with that route, and I, I know I'm tangenting uh, very hard here, is the fact that uh, if Microsoft shuts down the computers, your console is effectively dead. Whereas, you know, Sony's PlayStation 5 here, if you were to leave it alone for 20 years and start it back up, it'll be there, hopefully. Right. Hopefully. Uh, also, I just want to point out, this isn't PS5 related, but it's PS4 related. We didn't bring this up. Uh, Yoshida finally can stop being hated by uh, PS We Love You XOXO uh, uh, previous crew because uh, they always crapped on him jokingly for not allowing name changes. Which is now there. We can now change right. your name to PlayStation 4, which is fantastic. So now I can change myself to, you know, Buttholio91 or something like that. That's, that, that's a name. That is, that's a name. Yes, it is. <laughs> or I could be, uh, I think his name is uh, Gars Alter Ego, Chris Gaines from popular country singer to heavy metal vocalist that uh, plays a lot of Splatoon 2 whenever he's drinking. Um, so... No relation. Yeah, so uh, there was a patent for the for Sony's next project that was recently uncovered. Um, that further that details some of the details in the patent list that uh, the PlayStation Five might be ca uh, capable of emulating uh, PlayStation Four, PlayStation Three, PlayStation Two, and original PlayStation 
games. Yeah, and PS4, PSVR titles as well. To be fair, they said that for the PlayStation 4, though. So it's like, they tell me that, and I'm still waiting for PS3, you know, backwards compatibility on the PS4. It's not going to happen. So, I mean, which they I, can tease me with the hype, but... Which I think, we, I this is where we can give... Um, uh, Microsoft credit to for the Xbox at least with their backwards compatibility program with the 360 and the original Xbox. Um, it's been a slow growing program, but they have consistently updated it with backwards compatible titles. Um, and I don't know if the same can be said for uh, Sony for the PlayStation. But I think, uh, like I mentioned earlier, I think at we've we've reached a point where Sony and Microsoft are heading in their kind of different directions. Um, and and I think Microsoft is trying to create more of a more of a homegrown kind of um, family experience, right? The fact that they're still putting effort into their backward compatibility program to bring you old school games, um, I think, is kind of like an, a testament to that. And Sony is very much focused on delivering you the ultimate gaming, not like like a true gaming experience, right? Nick, personally, on your end, what would Sony have to make and put into this console for you to consider getting it, if you had the funds? Oh, if I had the funds, uh, they wouldn't have to do anything necessary. I'd pick it up. Like oh, I want, yeah. Like I'd I'd pick up a PS4 first or a PS3 because there's so many games I want to play. It's just purely money. Like I'm not partial to any particular console. I really am not. So Nick, if there was a Nick PS4 initiative, I would shoot myself. With answers because <laughs> <laughs> rough transition. Um, no, like <laughs> um, I would be um, like Nathan Drake because I'm gonna quiz the shit out of you on him. Oh Jesus! I know, right? Um, even I'm like, oh Jesus! Even I'm like, oh God! Listen, you would have uh, to have your your alter ego Nick in the chat here to be by your side as your lifeline. I um, mean, this mother shoot uh, his horn or no, but Nick has been like the the horn of truth when it comes to playstation knowledge for me in the games he's been there from what i can tell since day one and uh he would be your guy if you ever wanted that help right. i feel like he should be asking the questions <laughs> he would not check wikipedia he wouldn't have to um but yeah with 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 uh, the playstation versus xbox i the only reason i got the xbox or pushed for an xbox was because i played halo 1 and halo 2 on my pc and i wanted to play halo 3 I needed to play Halo 3. And I also played Gears of War on the PC. I'm like, I need to play Gears of War 2. Uh, so I got an Xbox. That's purely it. Ironically, it's the same reason why I got the Xbox over the PS3 originally. And then I think we said it six months later, I traded it in for the PS3. Yeah, that's legitimately the only reason I got an Xbox 360. Uh, that was my uh, console after the PlayStation 2. I love my PlayStation 2. I bought my PlayStation 2 halfway across the world with me. I just need to find a Transformer, a step, step, up transformer to be able to play it uh play on it right here but it, i have it with me i have the games i have the memory cards there's a couple of things that were different between what the ntsc versus pal version i think um was yeah the, so so that's the that's hertz? the main difference um hertz and also i think it's just a different format um so like games just some i don't know about the ps2 but for the 360 some games are not region locked and some mm. games are so like there's a list out there somewhere where if I went to uh, for us it's EB Games but it is run by GameStop 
uh, owned by GameStop, uh, EB Games in Canada. If I go down there and I'd, I just have to look through a list and I'd be able to figure out which games I could play on my uh, PAL 360. Um, and I also had to use a different HDMI cable because the HDMI cable that I bought from home wasn't working with the monitor that I bought here, which I found weird. Um, but yeah, there are a couple of uh, hardware differences, but really it wasn't such a big deal. And I, for whatever reason, had the foresight when I bought my Nintendo 3DS, I bought the American version. So I wouldn't mm. have any issues uh, 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 when I figured I, for whatever reason, had blind faith that I would be moving out here to North America. So I figured I wouldn't have any issues when I did end up buying, uh, you know, the next Pokemon games or whatever. So I bought the NTSC uh, 3DS version, which also happened to be cheaper because nobody wanted to buy it because nobody had a reason to buy it. But I'm like, aha, motherfuckers, I'm going to need it. So I bought it. And that Good was in deal. 2013, I think. God bless region free shit nowadays, man. Like, Yeah, thank, thank God for that. It's made shit so much easier. I mean, I, I understand back in the day, but it's antiquated. It's old fashioned. Yeah. We are worldly now when it comes to delivering our games and shit. So I'm really glad they finally got rid of that shit. Is um, there any last uh, thoughts you want to give about the PS5? I know you're the host. Not specifically the PS5, but I was just going to say I'm very excited for when Cyberpunk really does come out. There are few, there are a few developers and, and studios and publishers that I can 100% get behind. And CD Projekt Red is one of them. It's supposed to be CD Projekt Red, Projekt, Projekt CD, because they're, well, it was the K, they're Polish. Yeah, uh, because the J is supposed to be like a Y or, a, or an H. You just gotta tell me Witcher devs essentially, and I'll just say yes. I know. Yeah. Um, but I, they did such a good job with The Witcher Three. They put out so much good content. They treat their employees well, and so I'm excited for whenever that game comes out because I really want to be able to play that. Um. But yeah, that's that's topic of the show, and we're gonna start wrapping up. Uh, we're gonna move into uh, game releases, and it seems like it's a little bit of a slow week, but we've got enough here. Uh, Tyler, which ones do you want to take? Oh boy, how about I take the uh, first three? All right. Okay. Uh, we do have uh, three games on my end. That I'm gonna say, I guess uh, there's really no order to that number three there. Coming out on the 23rd, which is going to be Tuesday. We have two games. First one is Dragon's Dogma Dark Arisen coming out for the Switch, which is a bit of an oddball, but it you know, shows how Switch is capable of those kind of games. More importantly, though, at least in my head, sorry for the Dragon, you know, the Double D fans here, uh, Mortal Kombat 11 is coming out this Tuesday. If this is correct, and uh, I honestly, Nick, if you could double check that, because I, a game as big as this to be coming out this Tuesday, I mean, it, people have been kind of hyped up about this game, and I would like um, to think... Yeah, this is correct. I believe a lot of people have already uh, received their um, limited editions. Um, wow. With, like, the box really? and the statues and stuff. I believe so. I haven't seen pictures on social media over the last few days. Um, mm. But yeah, this game is launching um, on the 23rd. Fucking sweet. Coming out for PS4, Xbox One, PC, and also Switch. Uh, lastly, uh, on my end, Steam World Quest Hand of the Gilgamesh coming out for the Switch on the 25th of April, which is a Thursday. Uh, a little weird that uh, all these games are not Friday games, but we do have a few games coming out on Friday, don't we, Nick? Uh, yeah, so starting on the 26th of April, all the three, the next three games are on the 26th of April. Uh, we've got Box Boy and Box Girl coming out for the Switch. Uh, Box Boy and Box Girl is a... Uh, so the title is Box Boy plus the actual symbol plus Box Girl. It is a puzzle platformer where you create boxes to navigate the world and solve puzzles. 
um it's a little cutesy indie game from, from the looks of it we've got days gone coming out on the ps4 on the 26th oh, yeah. of april uh it's an action adventure survival horror video game so something i will not ever be touching tyler this, you you made an approving noise yes this is the game that you know this is one of sony's first party titles it's one of their new ones to be coming out so this is uh, a big name Okay, I shouldn't say first party. I know it's coming out exclusively for the PS4. I don't know if this is uh, SCI uh, material or not. But yes, uh, Sony has been putting a lot of eggs in this uh, basket for this game, and we will see the results of it, considering there has been some good amount of advertising for it, but there's been really no major distinction to set it apart from the rest of the zombie apocalypse games that we've been dealing with in the past four or five years. Right. So... Oh, and uh, Nick in the chat is uh, confirming for me Studio Ben, which is first party. So this okay. is Sony's first party hand on this. Um, and then lastly, we've got uh, Super Meat Boy Forever coming out for the PS4, Xbox One, PC, and Switch on the 26th of April. This is indeed a full-fledged sequel to Super Meat Boy. Um, it was started as a uh, mobile-only version of Super Meat Boy, um, but it turned into a full-fledged sequel. So that nice. comes out on the 26th for just about every platform good deal good deal yeah and then uh this day in gaming for the 22nd of april we've got a few interesting games here and these all seem more except for one of them which i will talk about heavily not heavily but these all seem like more your kind of games tyler so if you want to start us off with the first one sure coming out two sorry three years ago on the wii u happy birthday third birthday to star fox zero the game that was supposed to set the Star Fox world on fire, but everybody was upset because the campaign lasted five hours. That's disappointing. For uh, any game. Like, I think, like, any game having a campaign that short is disappointing. It was heavily focused on a single-player mode versus multiplayer also, so the fact that it ended that short and then that was it, it kind of upset people for a $60 game right. that they've been waiting for a long time. Let's um, see. Next, we've got Portal and Portal 2 Combo Pack, uh, the, can the launch on Steam 2011, and Portal 2 was just introduced in Japan. So, um, happy 8th birthday to the... Uh, fuck, well, that was 8 years ago. Jeez. I mean, that was the Japan. I think it was even older than that when it came to us. Um, I don't even remember when Portal first came out. I, I think Portal with Orange Box, which was... 2005 2006 days i don't know if it uh if it debuted on the orange box or if it was before that even 2007 2007 okay that makes sense yeah releasing a bundle package called the orange box yep, yeah yep oh wow remember when valve actually made games <laughs> um tyler do you want to tell us about this next game on the list sure uh for those who uh remember that dragon guard is a game series they uh, started off and made a sequel of sorts called Nier. Many people know a Nier Automata, which came out a couple of years ago for the PlayStation 4, but let us not forget the original Nier, which came out in Japan this day, nine years ago. Came out for uh, PS3 and 360. 2010. I, I feel like, I, for whatever reason, I feel like the 360 and the PS3 were a lot newer, but they're not. Um, I mean, anyway. PS4 came out in 2012 here, I believe yeah yeah um Which it just years old dude yeah um anyways uh then we've got guild wars that came out on pc in 2009 the first, um, one. The first one i don't think i've ever played this guild wars yeah no i've not played it 
uh, Guild Wars and its uh, current sequel, Guild Wars 2, is a massive multiplayer online game. Uh, you know, so think WoW style kind of gameplay. Uh, actually, right now, Brandon has been playing the shit out of it. Oh, wait, uh, no, I actually played Guild Wars 2 a little bit. Never mind. All right, okay, no, I'm familiar I mean, with it, this. It, it's a fairly popular MMO, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, There's been a lot of uh, issues of like trying to decide to make it free to get more people and lure them with uh, currency stuff. Right. Uh, but they're also the, they're known for, you know, uh, you got to buy it first and then you got to get, I mean, it, World of Warcraft is no better with that kind of stuff. Right. So it, it, they had a lot of like very light controversy on how MMOs should be handled financially in terms of to the customers, but that has died down many years ago. I, right. They really haven't sunk into the spotlight recently as far as I'm aware. Right. Uh this is again a next is this next game I think is is your right up your alley, Tyler. I, I feel like it was probably our previous host's alley, but that's uh, true. Technically, uh between you and me, I would be the closer of the affinity, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> came out uh, for PlayStation 2 in US and Canada for 2008 so this is the 11th birthday of Shin Megami Tensei Persona 3 FES I don't remember what the FES is but uh sure but yeah uh Persona 3 it came out 11 years ago for uh the Americas thank you Atlas so that means uh it's 11 years old to us which probably puts it around 20 years old for Japan cuz it took fucking forever <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, uh, second to last game we have on this list uh, that came out in Nintendo DS 2007. Pokemon Diamond and Pearl. Holy shit. Uh, I Diamond remember... Was 12 years old, dude. I remember Diamond and Pearl was... was Like, I never actually got those games, but those are the games that got me thinking and nagging my parents about getting a DS uh, for when Platinum eventually came out. Um, and so I have a lot to thank to Diamond and Pearl for the kind of like passion I have for Pokemon right now. Hmm. Pokemon Diamond, I got Diamond, was the first game that I bought with money that I earned with working. If right. that makes sense. I uh, around 2007, I got my first job at KFC, and with my uh, like first two paychecks. My grandma was so proud that I was making my own money that she let me, well, she drove me all of like a quarter mile from the house to the mall to the GameStop to buy my DS Lite for the first time. And I, right. I bought Pokemon soon after with that. And I thought that was the coolest shit ever. I still remember it. I actually kind of want to replay it, but I know it's still outdated. It's 12 fucking years old. Oh, man. It was so good. What's so- up? Oh shit! What is the first game that introduced 3D graphics? Was it X and Y or was it Black and White? I don't remember. Uh, X and, and Y. Okay. X and Y was the first one that introduced 3D graphics. Hmm. Oh man. <laughs> uh, was it Dur- uh, per- Durl, uh, Pyman and Durl uh, that you got to uh, try to catch uh, Giratina or Giratina, or was that uh, later on? What? Am I saying your name wrong? Shadow Dragon guy. No, Giratina, but you said something before that that I don't remember. That I, I, I was saying uh, Gaiman and Durl instead of Diamond and Pearl or something like that. Oh, oh, I was, being, so I was confused I, there. I was, I was so confused. I'm like, what the fuck is he talking about? I, I still, yeah, Pyman and Durl. Have you not heard um, of Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, huh? I actually, I don't know whether you could catch uh, 
Honestly, I couldn't tell you about Diamond and Pearl whether you could catch Garatina. I it do know that. How are you going to be ready for uh, short and sweeled? Jeez. Can you not? <laughs> um, I mean, being the mascot for Platinum, you could definitely catch him in Platinum. I don't know how it was to catch him in Diamond or Pearl. I, if I was able to, if you're able to catch him in Platinum, then that would have been the game that uh, in Diamond that would have been able to catch it and. Probably one of my favorite legendaries. I worked my ass off to try the catch. So right, it was- yeah. Because I remember with platinum, they introduced like a joint, um, what do you call it, uh, Pokedex? Because you had diamond and pearl, and then platinum just fucking tacked on 120 onto the just the national Pokedex, um, and it, it. I I thought that was interesting. Um, Gears are turning in my head. Was Dark Riot technically in that generation? Yes. Then this Darkrai, is- Celestia, Azelf, Uxie, Mesprit. Uh, who else do we have? Um, yeah, those I think Manaphy, Fion. Uh, this is not for me. Wait, what's what's the little uh, Rosebush uh, Hedgehog Pokemon? Uh, Shaman. That was next gen. Um, no, no, that was this gen. That was Gen Four. Shaman was Gen Four. I'm thinking right there. Uh, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is not for me to proudly admit, but this was the first uh, Pokemon game where I got my hands on a Game Shark. Uh, did you use the Azure Flute? Uh, because it was also the one for um, um, Arceus. 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 It was mm. all the same generation. Because I was able to get all those Pokemon, but I'm pretty sure I had to do bullshit event items that I was never able to get. Yeah. So I just got yeah. those for myself instead. Yeah, so and- I had to wait until... Um, I believe it was uh, last year or the year before where it was Pokemon's 20th anniversary and they're releasing a legendary every month. So I had to wait until that year to legally obtain and complete my Pokedex. I wanted Darkrai so bad, but there was no way I was able to get whatever the event item was to try right. to catch him. And I think that's when I, you know, I was searching so hard on my grandma's internet. I'm pretty sure you're like, how do I get Darkrai? And... <laughs> Probably from some uh, <laughs> foreign board. It, you know, you just hear this dark voice. Cheat. <laughs> it's like, how do I do it, master? I am Doth Game Shock. I will show you the dark side. See, for whatever reason, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to like put anybody down or you down. But for whatever reason, I didn't want to do. I didn't want to cheat to get them all. And it's a good oh, thing I did because um, uh, I think carrying forward. The Pokemon Bank, you couldn't uh, carry any um, illegally obtained Pokemon into it. That totally makes sense. I like this is bringing more uh, knowledge and memories into my head because there was a Pokemon game that came out for like a Pokemon Coliseum style game that came out for the actual original Wii. Right. Where you could transfer Pokemon from Diamond and Pearl over to this to use as your team. Kind of like uh, the yield days of uh, the Coliseum where you could put uh, Pokemon Red and Blue in, you could use that team. And so I, the reason why I remember this is the first time I ever tried cheating in Pokemon and getting you know uh, the Pokemon without the event items. Uh, there was a lot of Pokemon that I you know, like tested out hex codes and whatnot to get like Chinese and shit. And if the game on the Wii recognized as a cheating game, it would just turn into a bad egg. And so... uh, Oh, I see. Okay. So what what my friend and I would do is uh, we'd want to battle on the Wii. And so it's like, oh, I want these six Pokemon. I'm like, I want these six Pokemon. We'd catch them by cheating, of course, using the Game Shark. But if we wanted like a legendary and we got on like Route 17 or something like that instead of the right area, it was like bad egg. I'm like, shit. (laughs) Interesting. Well, shit. Good Um, memories. 
Oh yeah, there's one, one last game on this list. Yeah, and I think this was fitting for you to close with this. I don't believe this is the original version of it, but it is an appropriate version and advancement. In 1994, which makes this 25 years old, in Japan, Puyo Puyo came out for the Turbo Graphics CD, which is a match four game. Right. The original match four game, if I were to believe, honestly. Unless you try to count Tetris, but that's a line removal based game, so that's not, sir. I'm no, I'm not about to argue with you. Change that. All right, cool. Cool. All right, um, Nick. And I that's the love you. I, I I love you too. But why? Anyways, uh, I am Tyler. You can find me on Twitter at <laughs> Tyler. All right, I'll just get ignored. That's fine. I'm sorry. I got to ghost you if you say you love me back. Jeez. Oh, commitment issues. Aren't they fun? Um, yeah. So that's Tyler. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at Two Times Tyler. All all words all spelled together. Um, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch at lrwarrior11. Uh, streams, there's no schedule as of yet, but streams will be a lot more consistent and present and happening. Um, and it's mostly just going to be fun times, fun games, just me hanging with my buds. I'm not the most captivating or entertaining streamer, but I just like talking to people. So that's what you get when you come to my channel. Otherwise, you can find the show, Casual Master Quest, several different ways. You can find us through email. Find us, mail us, email us, email us at casualmasterquest at gmail.com. Send in your comments, questions, or concerns. You want to yell at me, you want to yell at Tyler, or fight me for my hot takes on American media. Um, you can find us on Twitter at MasterQuestPod. Um, or you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Casual MasterQuest. Just put that in the search bar and we'll pop right up. Uh, beyond that, Tyler, any any last words, any warnings, any plans? Um, yeah. No, uh, this will be the last episode. That's the an actual main episode for, I believe, two weeks. After that, we will have a bonus episode coming out for you guys next week that will uh, help prep up while I'm out of the country and hang out with Nick. And then we will have, after that, a D&D campaign audio episode, hopefully, provided everything goes well. If not, we'll figure something out for you guys. And if you want to listen to that live and you're listening to this live right now, that will be happening tomorrow at 5 o'clock, same time. Uh, that's pretty much it. I think that's going to be it, Nick. I think it's been a good run. I think we got some good shit coming in. I'm, I'm excited over the next few weeks. I'm almost done with school. You're coming to visit. Uh, doing my first D&D campaign. You're leaving the country in a week. It's going to be fantastic. Oh, um, That was Tyler. I'm Nick. That was episode 48. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, we'll see you guys soon. Bye-bye. And, oh, oh, wait. I can't, I can't just end Did like you that. Forget? You don't <laughs> ever forget it. Nick, shame on you. Stop the music. Stop the music in this house with Nathan Lane, Robin Williams, John Goodman. John Goodman, who's still alive. He would thank you. Thank you very much for listening to Catch a Mass Quest episode number 48. And don't forget to never stop the crap. We'll see you next week, guys. The intro to the podcast, titled Casual Master Quest, was paid for and produced by the wonderful talent Revelry's Music. You can find more of their work at SoundCloud.com 
forward slash revelries music or just click on the link in the show descriptions the background music is the album top 50 best classical piano music by brilliant classics you can find out more about creative commons at www.creativecommons.org forward slash license forward slash by forward slash 4.0